Welcome to another episode of Let's Chat Reality. I'm Michael. And I'm Molly. And Molly, it is a very special day today because it is Molly's birthday. Yay! Happy birthday. Thank you. I'm now 26 years old, um, which is kind of crazy. The main thing that changes more is that I can't be on my parents' insurance anymore. Uh, Um, So I did change my policy for that. But other than that, I feel like 26 doesn't feel like that different than 25. But yeah. Another year, older, wiser smarter whatever whatever people say (laughs) exactly exactly and I'm sure you will celebrate nonetheless (laughs) um so let's get to some news we have a bunch of news this week to get through uh first and at least personally foremost we have the cast for season two of the traders um for those of you who didn't watch season one uh, season one consisted of half reality stars and half newbies, civilians, whatever you want to call them. Uh, and they live in a castle and they three of the cast members are picked to be traitors. So basically, it's kind of like the mole, if you've ever seen that. Um, they're trying to win the money for themselves. If any traders make it to the end of the game, they win all the prize money. If there's no traders, they get to the end, then the civilians who are still left at that point split the money between amongst themselves. Um, so this season, there's a little bit of a change. They are, the entire cast is reality stars. And let me tell you, they got some doozies. I'm so impressed with this cast overall. Um, I'm just going to quickly read through the names. We will, at a later time, once we get closer to the premiere and they've come out with the trailer and everything, we'll go through like a whole cast preview, I'm sure. But for right now, we're just going to kind of list everyone and then we can each say who we're most excited for. Um, So we got first Bergie from Love Island USA, CT Tamborello from The Challenge, Dan Giesling from Big Brother, Deontay Wilder, Wilder, his boxer. We got Ekansu, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, from Love Island UK. Uh, Janelle Perzina from Big Brother. Johnny Bananas from The Challenge. John Burko, the most obscure, or not obscure, but just kind of out of the box casting, I guess you could say, because he's not a reality star, just a, a UK Parliament member, former UK Parliament member. Um, we got Kevin Creter from Bling Empire, Larsa Pippen from Real Houses of Miami, along with her current boyfriend, Marcus Jordan, who is the son of Michael Jordan and a basketball player in his own right. Uh, we got Max Tumerkovsky from Dancing with the Stars, MJ Javid from Shaws of Sunset, Harvey Shallow from Survivor, Peppermint from RuPaul's Drag Race, Peter Weber, Pilot Pete from The Bachelor, Phaedra Parks from Married to Medicine, currently, formerly Real Houses of Atlanta. Sandra Diaz Twine from Survivor. Sheree Whitfield, Real Houses of Atlanta. Tamara Judge, Real Houses of Orange County. And Trishelle Cantonella from Real World Las Vegas, which they're crediting her as, but she also has a bunch of challenges. So, Molly, um, from that list, who are you most excited to see? I'm excited to see. Parvati and Pilot P and Max I would say those three like those are the names that like I know the best out of that cast as well um I just love I'm excited to see like I feel like from Dancing with the Stars like with Max coming in to this like 
that's going to be really interesting because like usually he's like doing like competition of like dancing all that stuff like you don't get to see his like entire like I don't know like strategy there's no strategy involved in that and like what he's doing there so like I think that's going to be interesting to see like how he's able to like if he becomes a trader or not a trader like how he goes through work like whatever like relationships building friendships or allyships like with people like it's going to be cool to see that because also I guess because like bachelor too you don't have that like different like how there's different environments that they have to like now like adapt to in this show um but I think with Max is going to be the most interesting to see how that turns out um but yeah and I, I love the traders so I'm really excited for this season uh to come out just in general like I remember season, season one when it came out like I I I got Peacock just so I could see Traders because I was like so excited to potentially watch it. This is worth it. Um, and so I'm excited for another season to come out. And just in general, I know the cast is really stacked up. So I think it's going to be a good season. But Pilot Pete also will be really funny to see how he does on the show. And and same with Parvati. I love Parvati from Survivor. So we'll see how that goes as well. Yeah, I'm so, so excited. Too. I hope that they don't like put the whole season out at once like they did the first time. I hope that they kind of spread it out so that we can enjoy it for longer. Because <laughs> when they put you put the whole season out at once, like I finished it in like two days and then it's like we wait so long for the next one to come out, it feels like. But, um, you know, I don't necessarily need one episode a week, but like maybe kind of like they're doing with Love is Blind on Netflix, like what they do with The Circle where they come out with like two or three three you know episodes at a time for uh however many weeks I think that would be a good way for them to do it um but yeah I mean this cast I I literally can't even say who I'm most excited for I think I'm most excited though to see the people who have played together before play again on a show like this like we have Janelle and Dan Giesling who were on Big Brother 14 together and Dan was a big part of the reason why Janelle went home that season so it'll be interesting to see, you know, do they work together this time around, stick together as a Big Brother alum, or is Dan going to try to plot against Janelle again or vice versa? Um, we have, you know, Parvati and Sandra who don't necessarily have the greatest relationship. They they played together on Heroes Villains and made it all the way to the end together. But then since then they've had a little bit of a social media feud um uh, maybe a year or so ago uh so it'll be interesting to see that we have you know phaedra and sheree from real houses of atlanta um and we have larsa and marcus that'll be really interesting to see a real life couple come into it together you know if one of them's a traitor are they gonna tell the other or are they gonna keep that to themselves still i think that could be really interesting Apparently on um, Traders Australia, I believe, or maybe UK, there was a couple, but they were able to hide the fact that they were a couple because it was civilian, so nobody knew. Um, uh -huh. Although I think they did get caught eventually, but they were able to keep it for a while. But this time around, you know, Tamara will definitely know. They can't hide it from, from them because, uh, you know, they're both housewives and they know each other. So Tamara knows that Larsa and Marcus are dating. And we have obviously Johnny Bananas, CT, and Trishel, all from the challenge. I know Trishel does not get along with CT or Johnny, so that'll be interesting. But they obviously have a lot of history together. So yeah, I mean, this cast is just, I, I, I can't even believe actually that, that it's true. When these names started coming out, I was like, there's no way. Like some, there's some catch, there's some, I'm being trolled, something's going on. But no, then when they officially announced it, um, it's all true. So 
we will look forward to that and like i said get more into it uh once we have a premiere date and everything and get closer to it but for now um moving on to our next news story here we have nani gonzalez and casey clark from the challenge are engaged this is really exciting because they've been they met on the show on uh on challenge total madness maybe i think that was i guess that was filmed back in 2019 so they've been together for about well they weren't dating at the time that's when they met but i think they've only been dating for maybe like two years at this point um but they yeah this last sunday they uh, announced their engagement and um i believe this is the first woman that nani ever dated so it's really exciting you know to see the um her uh, be in a relationship with a woman for the first time and it ended up being her person yeah. so yeah that's no, it's so exciting I love seeing engagements and they seem really happy I've seen their videos like on TikTok together too and they're cute so I'm happy for them yes that one a not as pleasant story <laughs> Shannon Bedore from Real Houses of Orange County was arrested uh, for a DUI and hit and run um, this footage is really it's kind of scary um it was late at night she was um apparently at dinner with her ex-boyfriend possibly current boyfriend unclear at this time uh john jansen and it's unclear if i mean it could you know we don't know for sure it's assumed that it was alcohol but it could be something else you know with the dui that doesn't necessarily mean that she was drunk um but she basically like tried to turn onto a street and ran over the curb and ran into this house and uh thank god nobody was harmed the house you know obviously had some damage but nobody was hurt she did have her dog archie in the car with her which was really scary and apparently the dog is okay but you know maybe taken into custody for a while uh away from her and um we don't know exactly what's going to happen there but uh, she was arrested and um you know she's come out and said that she's willing to you know pay for the damage to the house and uh she's going to go get treatment but it is interesting because on the show you know for the last however many seasons there's been all this talk that you know other cast members say that she'll be drunk all the time and call them late at night and then not remember what she said to them the next morning and anytime anyone brings it up or says that maybe she should get some help for it um she gets super defensive about it and always denies it but now it seems like this is kind of the rock bottom and maybe the, the catalyst she needs to actually get help but i don't know what are your thoughts molly yeah i know <laughs> that's not good i don't watch real housewives so i don't know her like from watching the show but that's like obviously like bad that she has a DUI now and does a hit and run because like that's just not safe for anyone at least no one was injured but um that is just not good overall so maybe hopefully now she will get the help that she needs um that she's gotten arrested for it so we'll see always call an uber yeah <laughs> had too much to drink yeah there's no you could get the car tomorrow. Exactly. There's no reason to get behind the wheel if you don't feel 100%. Um, now for some Bachelor stories. So Molly, I will really leave these ones up to you mostly. But um, we have a really sad split in Bachelor Nation. Danielle Maltby and Michael Alio 
have confirmed their split, which has been speculated for quite a while, really. Um, we've even talked about the speculation before on the pod, but now it is official. And some more information about the split has come out. So Molly, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, so this was expected, as Michael just said, just like in general, like we're, we kind of knew because Danielle had already deleted the pictures. Michael deleted the pictures on Instagram, but the official announcement came out because Michael went on Jason Tardik's podcast and shared on that podcast that him and Danielle had broken up. And then Danielle came out a few days later was saying, well, I didn't know my breakup was going to be announced in that way, but now I have to speak on it. And so like, she just was like trying to be cordial and be like, well, like wish him the best, like have nothing but love for James, like bringing the sun. Cause like, obviously Michael is a dad, but Danielle didn't move to Ohio to be there with Michael and like wanted the relationship to work. And also Michael on the podcast mentioned that it was mutual. And then Danielle comes back to say that wasn't mutual. So he broke up with her, which she also shared on her podcast that it was the day after her freezing her eggs, which is, I don't know if you know that too much in the scenario of what freezing eggs is like, Michael, I don't even know, but like it's an intensive process of like yeah, yeah, trying yeah. to do that. It's and expensive. Like, it's expensive too. And like, that's an emotional and draining and like, just like physically draining thing. And so the fact that Michael did that the day after just doesn't sit right for me, but like, I don't know, just just like, there's probably more that's going to come out, but at least right now, I think that's all we have um, in general, like as a just, like, if you want to listen more into the, what happened on this podcast, go ahead and listen to them. But that's just like overall, like the situation there, which is obviously sad. Like I love Danielle. Like, I do like Michael. I always had like, I thought like Michael was a really nice person, but like I always still felt like, okay, like with Danielle and Michael together, like I thought Danielle was a little bit like too good for him in a way. Mm. Um, So I didn't know. I wanted them to last. But, like, I didn't know how long it was going to last. Um, Just from seeing them on Bachelor in Paradise, like I felt like almost, it was almost forced in a way in some, yes. in some ways, like it felt that like, oh, they both have this sob story. They both have this like situation that like had, as in common like that they started on essentially like that kind of foundation and then it felt like they kind of felt they had to be together in my opinion like I don't know obviously like they love each other and, like wanted to make it work but I think they wanted to make it work like too much in a way too yeah no well I totally agree with you that it felt forced on that season because like they didn't even make them do the split week like yeah. they just like gave them the easiest path to to winning or winning I mean like making Ending. it to the end yeah. and yeah like getting their you know happy love story like they gave them every help possible to to get there and so yeah I think anyone in that situation would probably be like well it seems like everyone wants us to be together so let's just do it yeah but I you know I I did still think even saying that I I did always think that they were a couple that had a lot of potential to last so it is sad to see but, you know, it obviously wasn't meant to be. And I'm sure they will both find their person outside of the Bachelor universe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, I feel like Danielle's probably done with coming on Bachelor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> definitely. I, I think she didn't even probably really want to be on that season yeah. of Paradise. Like, I wonder if that was kind of the what got, they, how they were able to get her there was basically telling her, like, we're not going to make you do the split week. We're going to bring you in late. You know, you don't have to be there for very long. And then, you know, 
he's well make sure i don't know how they can make sure he's single i guess but like you know they could kind of put it in her put her in a good situation and uh and that's what probably got her to agree but yeah i think they're both done at this point yeah um Keeping on Bachelor Nation, um, a really scary story. Um, Braden Bowers and Aaron Schwartzman uh, from uh, this past season of Bachelorette and the upcoming season of Paradise um, were rescued after a fishing boat sank that they were on uh, started sinking near San Diego. Um, luckily, they're both okay, but uh, Molly, what are the details you know about that? yeah i watched like the news clip that they had come out about it they were just like what you said like on a boat it was sinking and they were rescued luckily like someone else was out there on the boat or near a boat that was near there so they were fine but like that's really scary because like if you're out in the ocean and then you don't have someone near you or like sinking like they could have been dead which is like that's really scary to think about um, and would have been really sad if that happened, like also like right before Bachelor in Paradise comes out, like then watching that season would just feel like, oh my gosh, like these guys aren't alive like that. I'm glad they're okay. Obviously for them, their sake, but also for the show's sake. I don't even um, know if the show would yeah. care. Like, I, I don't know how, uh, ooh, I don't know what they would do. That's I know. Um, priority, but... <laughs> I, know. I don't really remember Aaron all that well. Or wait, was Aaron the one? I think it was, it might be a different Aaron that I'm thinking of, but the Aaron that was with Brayden, I don't remember if that's the same one that I'm thinking of, but with, with Brayden, like, he got, got like, kind of almost a villain edit in charity season. So, like, now seeing him in this way, I'm like, okay, I don't know if he's going to be having a villain edit in Bachelor in Paradise also. I feel like he doesn't, but um yeah, Usually just, I feel like villains that go on Paradise end up getting a, a turnaround yeah. redemption edit. Like, you know, look at Shanae last season. She, yeah. Everyone, by the end of that, you know, I don't know if viewers liked her, but she ended up making up with most of the girls who didn't like her on her season. Yeah. But For yeah, I know. Sure. And I mean, they were like 15, 20 miles off the coast. Like, they, you know, that was a really bad situation it's not like they were right there and could easily swim back so oh, glad they're both okay i know it was yeah. scary to see that news break but at least they're okay and that's all that matters right now so. exactly um moving on to love is blind jackie and josh have announced their breakup from season four they were a very controversial couple on that season allegedly a lot of their breakup um has to do with um what was shown on uh the after the altar special lately um because she had a conversation with monica who josh also had a relationship with outside of the show or at least it wasn't shown um and he did not want jackie to have that conversation with her apparently and because she did Apparently that was a big part of the reason why they broke up and she is very upset about it. She still seemingly would love to be with him. So, you know, what are, what are your thoughts on that? Do you feel bad for them or is it kind of a little bit of a karmic situation based on how they got I, together? <laughs> I was about to say, I think it's karma. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I never really liked either of them, to be honest. So I don't really, I, like, obviously it's sad. Like I was like, I want people to be happy and find love. 
and I thought like together they did work well together so I had I had like hopes that that would have like stronger like longevity but I also thought they're both kind of toxic and I guess if like this just happened like kind of proves that way of like why did Josh like why was that that big of a deal in my opinion um but there are probably other problems as well like we don't know everything into their relationship but um yeah I just it's interesting because like it did seem like they had potential to make it all the way and then now they've broken up so now there's obviously not but we'll see if there's any more drama that comes out of that breakup I feel like there might be but right now I'm like, sure there will yeah Jackie I'm... went on live and like talked about it a little bit and like I saw some of that on TikTok um but yeah so I don't I don't know what's gonna happen from there but I hope they both find love in other ways now because I don't think they are gonna get back together or at least I hope not because I think that would be toxic <laughs> definitely no <laughs> that would be very toxic so probably good that they're both out of that but yeah it is it is a little bit hard to feel bad for them but also you know clearly the public all hated them after that season and now <laughs> the one thing they had from it was that relationship and now they don't even have that anymore so I'm sure that is tough for them so I do still feel bad but a breakup's always sad um next we have a trailer for a brand new show on Netflix speaking of Netflix and it's called Surviving Paradise, and it premieres on October 20th. It looks really interesting. Um, it kind of almost reminds me of, uh, like, there was one season of The Apprentice that had kind of a similar situation to this, similar twist. Um, don't even really love talking about that show anymore. But basically the concept of this is that there is, uh, there's 12 strangers, and they are, you know, they start out living in this luxury villa, um and then very quickly they realize that they don't actually get to stay in this villa they have to stay um in the wilderness right below that and work earn their way into the villa and then different challenges they can switch their positions in the game if they win um and the goal is to i guess you know in the end still be in the villa by the end of the season and if you do then i my understanding is i guess everyone who's left at that point living in the villa splits the cash prize so does that sound like interesting to you a show that you would want to watch or yeah what do you think? no that does really sound interesting because it's like more layers to that that they're not just like they have challenges like survive like just in general like they have to like get that and like have a better living situation mm -hmm. which I think is going to have more incentive into that as well like doing well in those challenges because like obviously you want to be in the villa um so I think that's going to be interesting and seeing how that like also helps throughout the show of, like if there's like stronger people like who gets to stay mm -hmm. there more um but overall I think it'll be a good show what about you yeah, I'm excited. I think we'll have to see kind of exactly how it works. Like, I hope that there is some sort of strategy element to it also, and not just physical strength challenges. Um, so I don't know exactly how it works. Maybe if you win, you get to choose who you uh, switch with. And maybe that at that point, could, there could be some strategy involved trying to get people who 
um, you think might win a challenge to be on your good side and uh, and let you stay in the villa. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, you know, it's unclear at this point exactly what the rules are. So we will just have to wait and see for um, October 20th which sounds like a long way away, but it's really not. <laughs> Less than a month away. I know. Um, next, we have um, an announcement that came out saying that, um, if you remember, there was last season um, debuted the official Survivor podcast, which was hosted by Jeff Probst. This season, it is coming back, but with a little bit of a twist. Um, Rick Devins from Survivor 39, will or 38, excuse me, will be joining Jeff on the podcast as a co-host, which I'm really excited about. I love Rick Devins. He's great. And I think having a player's perspective on the podcast will be really interesting. Um, You know, what was interesting about that podcast was that it wasn't just a recap of the most recent episode. It was really kind of going behind the scenes. And each episode, I think, focused on a different element of the game, whether it was how the challenge was built for that episode or how the, I don't know, the tribal council set was made or what they do to, you know, prepare for certain things. So, you know, all the behind the scenes stuff that you really wouldn't get from another podcast because you don't get that perspective of it. So I think that was super interesting. And now having a player's perspective as well, um, will add another element to that. So I'm excited to listen. What about you? Yeah, no, I like Rick as well. So I'm excited to just have that additional perspective on the podcast not just with Jeff obviously it was great with just Jeff but like I think it'll be even better now having a co-host there too so I'm excited yeah for sure and then lastly a uh breaking story really um is that NBC Universal who um is the parent company of um obviously NBC but also Bravo and um USA Network and E and a, a bunch of other networks as well Um, has come out with new workplace guidelines, um, conduct guidelines for their reality shows. And the reason why this is significant is because, as we've talked about in the past, Bethany Frankel has been, you know, working to start a reality TV union and get better better working conditions for their different reality shows. Specifically, a lot of her focus has been on Bravo and and NBC because obviously that's where she she came from. Um, And it's obviously been very controversial the way she's gone about it and the different interviews she's done with people or Rachel that she's chosen to interview (laughs) specifically. Uh. But it does look like it has come out with a, uh, you know, some changes, which I think is great. And no matter how it came about, I'm glad that, you know, now it sounds like they're going to be doing a lot more closely monitoring of drinking for their, on their shows. And um, I, I can't remember everything that they announced. And I don't even know that they necessarily made public all of the changes that are going to be made. But, you know, it sounds like um, there's now more um, consequences for physical violence on the shows, which, you know, just recently, just literally yesterday, there's been rumors about physical um, altercation on Real Houses of New Jersey filming. And so now, whereas before, you just kind of would have continued filming, um, it sounds like both of the cast members involved have been suspended for a certain amount of time. 
while they review the footage and you know make decisions and so even just that sounds like a a win for you know bettering the conditions and discouraging that type of behavior which you know is while it may be fun for us to watch really shouldn't be happening so uh what are your thoughts on that is there anything else that you know should be going further or is this you know a, a good start yeah i definitely think it's a good start um i have to look more into like what those details are as yeah, well we'll like, look and see if i can find that. yeah um but and we can always talk about it on another episode too if we want to go more deep into it because i feel like we talk about this kind of often not often but like it was like an ongoing story so it'd be interesting to like talk more overall in general of like what is going into these code of conduct or the conduct guidelines um but yeah so like I think it's good like obviously like I want everyone who's going on reality tv shows like feel like they are having a good experience and not like if they come out and like are like oh that was terrible like that's not good PR for the show so like they want also they want the shows themselves want people to like have a good experience so I think overall it's like good for the entire like everyone involved that this was happening um so yeah yeah so I I did find them um like we said with you know closely monitoring the alcohol consumption um also it sounds like they are you know they already require all reality participants to meet with a psychologist prior to filming but um and they're provided with support during and after filming um, but now they are um, requiring care after filming that includes mental health support to cast through the airing of the show and beyond. So that I think is really important, actually, because that's something that I mean, if you you know look at the example of Vanderpump Rules with everything happening with with Tom and Rachel, it um, you know a lot of the concern was you know that yes, what they did was horrible, but you know there was a concern that they might, you know, if with all the hate that they were getting, it was so extreme that, you know, especially Rachel, who seems, you know, a lot more delicate and maybe not as, you know, not, she hadn't done this for as long and been in this world that, you know, that her mental health is probably really suffering. And so I think that type of support, especially for those people who are really getting it online at that time, is really important and i'm glad that they're um making that more of a commitment yeah for sure um all right now we are that is all with the news so let's move on to our topic for today which is and i realized i didn't announce this before at the start of the episode <laughs> but you probably saw it on the headline or the exactly it's in the title of the episode yeah um we are talking about the challenge usa season two so we did an episode um when the cast was first announced going through the whole cast and giving our thoughts but we haven't talked about it really since it started airing now we are a little over halfway through airing and a bunch of new shows are about to start so we wanted to get this in before we are bombarded by new reality television coming out (laughs) so um we're gonna kind of go through the season so far our thoughts and our predictions for the rest of the season so molly what are your overall thoughts on the season so far i know you're kind of newer to the challenge universe so um are you enjoying the season would you say more or less than season one i think i'm enjoying this more also because in the first season i didn't know 
really what to expect I was like going into it like oh this is a new show for me and so it was like learning as I go watching it but versus now like I kind of I mean I got everything like challenged at like the setup of it changes as you we've already talked about that so like it was different obviously like there were teams this time versus the last time it was like all individual from the start but um and I like that team aspect like the start of the show like how like they could like deflect and like go to a different team which was like Mm. kind of interesting to see like how that shifted some maybe alliances or like sit like people like wanting to have like the strongest team obviously to like win those challenges so that was interesting I thought that was a cool aspect of it because I mean individually yes it's good but like I feel like sometimes when it is that individual level then there's not as much strategy involved sometimes because then it's like okay well everyone's in here by themselves versus in the team aspect like when they have to do the challenges as a team like you really have to work well together and like get along and the team is then nominating people to go in instead of just like two people nominating people to go into the challenge final challenge so I thought that was an interesting aspect of this season that I've liked more than I liked the first season yeah I agree I love this season it is probably my favorite challenge season in at least like six seven years wow okay so it's a good season (laughs) yeah I mean just because the MTV challenge has really started to focus for reasons that I don't understand, focus on getting these rookies who are from, you know, every country around the world. And this started with season 33, which was war of the world season. And it was kind of the start of this new era for the show. Um, They had just come off of a season called Final Reckoning, which was the end of a trilogy season that they, uh, series that they had had for the, you know, season 30 through 33, uh, 32. And so 33 was kind of this new era. And so they had half veterans and half rookies from all around the world. Some from shows like, a couple from like Big Brother and shows like, you know, in the US, but then a lot of them were from, you know, every other country you could think of. And, you know, that season was actually a really good season and it made sense to me. But ever since then, I think they saw the positive reaction to that season and those rookies. And then they just decided to keep that going for every other season after that. And the problem with it is that they're getting these rookies who have never seen the show before. They're not even a lot of them from competition shows. And so they don't have that kind of mindset. Like they're doing this for the first time and they don't understand the strategy of it. And they've never seen the challenge before. And so they just don't get it. And so they're very easily manipulated, very easily, you know, they're just easy to get rid of for the vets. Whereas this season, what I love about it is that because, you know, there is that veteran presence, but because they're from all these shows, you know, Big Brother and Survivor, that are these strategy and competition shows, they're so much more competitive, the rookies. And so they're not just letting the vets do whatever they want to them and get them on their side and just easily pick them off one by one. Like they're really fighting back and it's really fun to watch because now the vets have to actually kind of play defense a little bit and they have they realize oh wow like i am not just going to steamroll this season and so that's been really fun to watch and you know maybe some of that is because there weren't very many of them you know they keep saying oh there's only six of us in reality you have people like Polly, josh michelle who have done 
a bunch of seasons of the challenge before you know they're probably closer friends with the mtv vets than they are with any of the big brother or survivor people so really if they wanted to like they could have gotten a lot more numbers very easily the vets but because these rookies are are playing hard they're it it took them a while to kind of get their footing so it's yeah i I love it it's been so fun yeah no i agree because also that's another aspect i forgot to mention is that they didn't have the mtv challenge people in last season of the challenge usa and so it was only like within of like that or all the cbs shows of like with amazing race and survivor and um yeah yeah and big brother so i i think this show like this season like is making that also interesting in that way because i didn't know those people like i i know i've heard them like i've heard about like yeah they're big challenge vets like they've been around but i haven't actually seen them and so like seeing them i'm like okay now i see why people like like watching the challenge because these people like actually like like when I can see their confessionals or all this stuff. Like they're like really entertaining to see also in like the personal aspect of it. Like obviously they're good at challenges, but like the like reality TV side of it of like the people of like they seem like they're fun people to watch. So like that's been cool to like have them added to like the cast of like everyone's getting along or not getting along, but like, you know, everyone's hanging out and like having to interact in those ways. And I think that having them there also is adding to that for enjoyment of watching for me as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I think when I first heard that they were going to be adding the challenge, the MTV vets to the season, I was a little bit concerned only because I was like, well, now what's the difference between uh, Challenge USA and the flagship challenge? If the MTV vets are going to be on both, like, why have two shows? Why not just make the MTV challenge just kind of start getting rookies from Big Brother and Survivor only if you want to do that or, you know, like, it just didn't make any sense to me, but, you know, we'll talk a little bit more about this later, but season 39 of the challenge, which was also just announced, they went a totally different route and actually didn't have any vets really on there. And so it's most, you know, none of these MTV vets from this season of the challenge are on next season of the flagship show. So mm-hmm. it, it they are differentiated for right now, at least in that way. And so this season to me actually probably felt like more of a regular challenge season the next season is going to (laughs) but I think yeah I think the fact that they had these vets now kind of legitimizes the USA series and it makes these rookies a lot more likely I would say to then go on to the flagship show later for maybe season 40 and beyond which I think I hope they do because these rookies were great you know and I hope that they do keep coming back because they they deserve to they're they you know they should be and i'm yeah i'm glad that that we had the vets this season uh because it's it's just been really fun to watch them interact with the the cbs rookies and um i you know who knows what the season would have been like without them but i think there's been a lot of other little changes to the show this season that have also has also really improved it over season one for me so yeah like i said i think this has been a really great season yeah Um, yeah and then i was gonna say yeah this would go into our next point of saying who we like Mm -hmm. on the show our favorite and least favorite players right now like it's honestly i was thinking about this like it's kind of hard for me to think of like my least favorite because i kind of like 
enjoy everyone in a way like I'm not like oh I don't want this person to last like I like kind of like every week I'm like oh I don't want them to go like anytime someone's like going into the the arena I'm like okay but like I don't want them to leave um (laughs) so but in general like I want like I still am rooting for like the CBS side of it obviously like I would want like someone from like Survivor like Desi or Michelle or um like on the guy side like I like Tyler like I'm rooting for them more I would say than the challenge bets just because like also like I know the CBS people the better um but and I don't want the challenge bets to continue to win because it seems like they do like I was like when we were talking about all this stuff like oh I've won this so many seasons and I'm like why are you still coming back you've won so many times um but yeah so like in general like I'm rooting for those I would say like CBS people but I still like am entertained by seeing the the MTV cast people too so I'm like okay well I don't want all of them to leave yet because they're also like really good at the challenges so they're like they're big threats but also like it's in, in general like I feel like hard to pick right now like my favorite and least favorites mm. at this moment but what about you I will also just say to that point of how many wins they have had not to discount any of Johnny or uh, Wes's wins but back in the day challenges were a lot easier to win because there would be like 10 winners in a season like there would be like a whole team of people that would oh that makes more sense I was like how have they won five times now look Johnny's also in West both have won you know more recent seasons that have been very impressive but you know when they say oh I've won you know seven times or many Johnny's won probably at least two or three of those were early on when they were easier to win so just say that but um good caveat (laughs) um I think my favorites yeah probably been like Michaela has been so fun to watch I love Michaela yeah she's been great um I've been really happy to see her back because she was the first one out of um her first challenge season which was season 37 Spies Lies and Allies because she just she made a stupid mistake and she had a little note kind of like if you remember on the traders how um brandy glanville had um a note of people um, who and then she left that note at the table do you remember that and yeah um, stephanie found it and um it made everyone think she was a traitor so a similar thing happened to michaela on her first season where she had this list of people and i don't even think it was a target list i think it was forgot what she said that she was listing people like I think she was maybe listing like the teams or something I don't remember but um she someone found it similarly and they thought it was a target list and so it made her a target and then she was the first one out but it seemed like she really did have a lot of potential and obviously we've seen her on Survivor twice and we know she has a lot of potential so this season to see her be able to live up to that has been really fun and she's just just a fun person to watch you yeah. know she's expressive and not afraid to back down you know conflict and so she's uh, a fun person uh on this season and I also love Michelle um Desi's great she's so strong uh Cassidy's been fun yeah um you know anytime anyone goes down multiple times into the elimination and comes back that's always uh an impressive win if they end up you know winning in the end or at least even making a final um 
And similarly on the guy's side, like Chris, you know, has gone down there a couple times now and, and made it back. Um, who else is on the guy's side? I can't even think. Um, like Josh, I guess, uh, you know, he's fun to watch, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess those are probably the people I can think of uh, that I'm most rooting for. Um, but is there anyone that surprised you this season that you didn't expect to, maybe didn't expect to like or don't like as much as you thought you would? Um, I don't, I think Chris, I feel like we didn't get like a ton of him with like on Survivor. We had him like, cause he came back two seasons, right? Cause yeah, he was. Well, he was only oh. well. He was only on one. One. He was out really early, and then came back on the edge of extinction, and ended up winning. So he didn't play for probably eighty percent of the game. So we really didn't get to see him play. Okay, so he was only in on that one season. Yeah. So that's yeah. why I, I kind of was like surprised about Chris, like by seeing him in the show. Because I mean, obviously, like he won, and that's season Survivor. Like everyone was like, it was kind of a controversial ending there. Um. But I think he really is smart. Like seeing him in this game, like I'm like, okay, like I like that he wants Survivor now a little bit more because of seeing him in the challenge and like seeing him succeed as much as he has so far, even though he's been like the target a lot, like he's been coming back into the house. And so I think that shows like that he's strong and like has a chance at going far into this game. I mean, he already has made it this far. So like, that's already impressive. And same with Cassidy, like, kind of similar situation of, like, I mean, yeah, we knew Cassidy made it far, and she didn't end up winning, but, like, she made it into Tribal Council, or final Tribal Council, her season of Survivor, and I don't think, how many individual meetings did she win? She, like, wasn't, like, the strongest, but she did win a couple. One a few, yeah. Um, I can look this up. I don't have it offhand. Yeah, but I feel yeah. like she's, like, actually doing well in these, like, especially, like, the fact that she's been in to elimination and coming back like does show that she is strong um you won three immunities three okay so like that's not a small amount but no, no, that's, that's yeah that's, that's great. a good she won the yeah she needed to also she won the very last one you know that's the most important one that's true um so i think cassidy also like i knew i liked cassidy but i was curious to see how she would do in like this environment and i think she's also like what you're saying about michaela how michaela's like not afraid to fight back like Cassidy is definitely not afraid For to fight sure. um and so I think that makes it fun now especially we like like with this most recent episode like we'll see what happens next week or this week coming up because Cassidy is pissed like she was like <laughs> I know and that was interesting that was like okay well this makes this show exciting now because I'm like whoa like who's gonna like is she gonna like not trust anyone anymore kind of thing or like what's gonna be the case yeah, uh, I, don't I think know. that's what, you know, is so different about the challenge than shows like Survivor or Big Brother, because on those shows, you can just kind of blind someone, vote them out, and then unless there's some twist or like Island of Extinction or on Big Brother, like a battle back type situation, you never have to see them again. You know, you oh, I mean, you know, they're on the jury, you want to do some jury management, but, you know, you don't have to worry about them winning a challenge and coming right back most of the time. Whereas on the challenge, you can't just vote someone out like that. You have to, they can keep winning. They can keep coming back in that house. And now they're running for you if you voted for them. And 
you know, a, another topic that's interesting is that this season there's the twist about the voting where it's a secret vote, which is unusual oh, for yeah. the challenge. And rather than just directly the House voting someone in, each vote, uh, you know, they put a ball in and then however many balls there are, that person is more likely to get picked. But then, you know, TJ randomly picks the ball out of the bag and whoever's ball is uh, picked goes into elimination. Do yeah. you like that? Do you like the secret vote, first of all? And then I guess it's a two-part. Like, do you like the secret vote? And then do you like the this twist with the balls? Or would you prefer just a normal vote? I think it adds an interesting layer to it because, like, then you don't always know exactly who was voting you in, which I think makes this more, like, okay, like, keeps them on their toes a little bit more, in my opinion, of, like, who's going to who you're actually trusting and who you're not mm -hmm. um and so I think that's interesting and I like that aspect like I forgot that didn't happen last season but I do I do like that, that that's the case this season yeah no I I agree I really actually like this and honestly most of the time when the challenge does stuff like this kind of uh little twist on the vote it's kind of like uh this feels a little bit like gimmicky or you know like the the board last season i forgot what they called it but where they it picked the team the randomizer oh. or whatever like i was like okay it's probably not random like they probably very carefully <laughs> pick these teams um so that was kind of eye-rolly but this one i actually i mean first of all i believe that it's random and we see him picking the ball out um yeah. and uh yeah i think what's great is that somebody can easily just like you know slip a hinky vote in there for someone and that person could end up being chosen just off of one vote and so I, I really do like that element of it because it encourages people not just to necessarily go with the house and vote whatever like people can actually do some damage by just slipping in a, a hinky vote there so I like that element of it and then I also always I think I prefer the secret vote um, to, you know, a lot of times on the regular challenge, they'll have the whole house just like sit on couches and they go one at a time and everybody says their vote, which is interesting because it's unusual for a show like this where normally the vote is secret, but, you know, that way they have to actually say it right to their face. I'm voting you in. And that can be kind of hard for people. And so if they're trying to make a big move or something, you know, a lot of times people kind of back out last minute because they're like, oh, I don't want that person. If they don't end up getting all the votes, I don't want them to, you know, come right after me because they know for sure they saw me say their name. Yeah. Um, so, but I think I prefer the secret vote just because it encourages people to make a bigger move, which yeah. I prefer usually. And so, you know, I, I prefer this. And I think this is uh, actually a great way that they've done it. Um, but do you think that... Why do you think that the Survivor Alliance in particular this season has been so strong compared to there's been, I don't, I can't, I don't know the exact numbers, but it seems like Survivor and Big Brother had pretty equal numbers going into the season and the Big Brothers just keep getting picked off one by one, whereas Survivor, Chris, uh, or not Chris, um, uh, Sebastian is the only one so far that's gone home. Everyone else from Survivor is still there. So why do you think that they've been so successful? Um, I think in general, even Survivor obviously has like difficult challenges too, not like the level of the challenge, but in Big Brother, like those challenges, like they're not 
really complicated in the way that these challenges are. Um, I'm more and more embarrassed every season when I look at these challenges (laughs) on Big Brother and say that I watch this show. I know. I'm like, yeah, like it's like kindergarten versus like senior year or something. Like, (laughs) Like it's like a very big distinct difference in those challenges. And I think that has an aspect to it. Like, and like that fact that like, I don't know. And I mean, obviously there were strong people from Big Brother there. Um, but I think the, in general, like the vets were just more so seeing that as like, okay, well, Big Brother is easier to get off than Survivor people in general, just if, especially if they're not as like strong in comp- competitions. And so I don't know, like it's interesting though, cause like it doesn't seem like as much like they haven't been targeting as like the Survivor people um but I feel like they might start to doing do that soon I mean they kind of did with Sebastian but um I think it also has helped that like on those winning teams there were more survivor people than there were big brother people so I think that's also a factor into that of like if they were having to put someone from CBS like it kind of had to be on either like Amazing Race or Big Brother people if they didn't want anyone survivor going in um so it's just like I think it was based on the people mostly of like okay like that was the circumstance they had to go with and like that's what happened kind of thing yeah no I agree with you I think it's mostly the group of people rather than like the show itself because the the survivor alums that they had or like you said really strong like you know Desi Michaela uh uh who am I forgetting? Cassidy. That alliance. Cassidy, um, Chanel. Chanel. Yeah, yeah, they're all, Chris, they're all really strong players. And so they're not the, the people you want to necessarily put into elimination because they're more than likely going to come back. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot easier to put people like big brother people like, you know, Alyssa or Amira early on. Like they're kind of just easier to put in and you know more a lot more likely to to lose the elimination and so I I think that's a lot to do with it also but I think survivors also are maybe just in general kind of smarter strategists I hate to say (laughs) (laughs) big brother has a lot of time just kind of go with the flow go you know vote with the house um they there's a lot more time on big brother to strategize and this season actually there's been a lot of strategy but you know in the seasons that like last season and you know 22 23 it it was a little bit well 23 i guess wasn't really a steamroll but overall like survivor is a lot more fast-paced there's a lot more possibilities it's a lot more similar of a game in terms of like there's not just two people you're choosing between that are on the block like everyone is kind of an option for the whole time and so there's a lot more complex strategies that can uh happen there and so i think yeah it's just kind of a combination of all of that i think makes survivors typically even in the past very very strong challengers also so i hope they keep getting more survivor people because they're fun to watch (laughs) for sure um any favorite challenges so far on this season uh that we've seen so far I I feel like this is like this one just happened but the one they just did in the elimination of like the velcro patches like removing those mm-hmm. like from like 
the swinging they're like in the air like across like I was like what like this like that challenge itself like it already looked cool but then like seeing them like actually do it I was like okay this is intense um because it's them against each other I think whenever there are the competitions of like two people like like against each other I think that adds like an extra layer because then you like really have to fight you know like sometimes I feel like if it's like the competition is like just like getting something built or like whatever like whatever they're trying to do like that stuff like yeah it's cool to watch like they're able to accomplish it but when it's like against one another like you really get to see like the strength and the determination from someone because in that situation like it's really easy to like just like kind of give up and not give up but like like just like not try as hard or like you could like get really exhausted in that kind of situation it's easier to see if that happens Versus in the other situations, like maybe both people are getting exhausted and they're like going both slower. But in this one, like they have to match each other's pace kind of. And that was really cool because like both like the women and the men, because it was double elimination, like were doing so well. And like, it was actually like really close, like only one patch difference. I thought Wes had it. When he gets yeah. nine, I was like, oh, he's won this. Yeah. And then the fact that Chris like was able to actually get him out, like that was just like, crazy for me like I was like this is exciting like that made like that watching that challenge like I was like excited about it which sometimes I watch those challenges I'm like this is cool but like I wasn't like excited enough to like text about it but I was like so excited about this one that I had to text you about it I was like oh my gosh like this one is so cool (laughs) like or like intense cool kind of thing I think the challenge in general is really good at at least this season in particular making challenges that are fun to watch on TV because like Big Brother a lot of times it's like oh my god we're watching like eight people do the same thing over and over again one by one and it's just like this is so boring but the challenge like you know like these said with these head-to-head challenges are, are really fun to watch and my favorite personally is always trivia oh wait i i did like trivia that was so fun first of all to watch tj's reaction because he just cracks up when he watches these people get you know Mm -hmm. whatever it is fall down the thing or like you know slide down the uh the wall (laughs) that they were on Uh, and i wanted to do that that looked fun oh my god and thinking like they ask them these questions that are like okay like if i'm on the ground here watching from home I probably know the answers to a lot of them, but if I am on top of a building or hanging off of whatever, or, you know, holding onto this wall, I'm not going to know my own name, let alone (laughs) any of the answers to these questions. So it's fun to watch. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Overall, I think every challenge has been good, but I think those this season yet, I don't think. Yeah, no, but it just overall, like, I feel like these challenges, as a whole obviously are a lot more challenging than in other shows that we watch which is also exciting because it's like okay like these are difficult especially like the moving ones or like jumping up and down like oh, this is intense like this is mm-hmm. a lot <laughs> yeah um do you think that going off into this last episode like you know we just talked about this elimination do yeah. you think that um i guess two-part question do you think that Josh made a smart move by voting in Wes? Because we saw Wes be kind of upset about that um, when he found out right after he was um, eliminated. And then second part, do you think that Wes is actually really retired from the challenge? 
Yeah, so it was interesting because I mean, obviously there were three votes on Josh on on West, so Josh was one of them. But um, in a way, like Josh feels like responsible for placing West into that elimination. Um, I mean, it did give him higher chances, um, but he might not have been that ball, you know, <laughs> like right. you don't know which Never ball know. that was from. Um, but which also is kind of funny because like, okay, it's not his fault entirely, um, but. I do think, like, in general, like, I was hoping they would start to get out bets. Um, and so I think, like, maybe it wasn't the best for Josh's game to be the one to, like, place in West because Josh does kind of have that connection with those other bets because he's been in the Challenge MTV. But, like, I think it was also, like, I remember Johnny Bananas was saying something about, like, he was like, oh, well, like, Josh and Wes's relationship was, like, more on the rocks about it. Like, he was, like, then Bananas, like, wasn't worried that, like, Josh would come after him, which we also had heard in the episode of, like, Josh was saying, like, well, I won't go after Bananas, but I would go after Wes. Um, so I don't know if he, but if, like, then the vets are going to trust him in that same way now because he did that. So I think Josh is going to have a tricky situation this week coming up of, like, what's gonna be the case is he gonna be trusted or not um but I do think that getting Wes out is obviously a good thing for everyone um just because he is such a strong competitor um and I don't know like I haven't seen other challenge seasons but I don't know if he's gonna be fully retired like he's saying because his family and like his wife is pregnant he's not gonna come back but I have a feeling like he probably is going to come back um and from my one season of seeing him, I'm like, okay, yeah, like this dude is like, I feel like a challenger, you know, like he's like, it yeah. seems like he he fits that. And like, I don't see him not being able to come back again in that way. You know, like I'm like, okay, like maybe he wants to retire and like he says that, but then he's going to be like, never mind, I can't. Um, so I don't know. We'll see. But overall, like those are my general thoughts on that. What about you? Yeah. No, I think it's hard because. Yes, in one sense, Josh, if, if you were just looking at this season by itself, I think Josh probably did make a smart move to get out Wes. Now, I don't think Wes was going to come after him directly necessarily ever, but Wes is obviously a strong competitor who Josh probably wouldn't beat in a final. So mm -hmm. as we get closer to the end, I mean, you know, it is probably a smart move to get someone out that's that strong. But when you think about the fact that First of all, we don't know if Wes is going to come back in the future. If he doesn't, then I guess Josh kind of gets off scot-free for making scot-free for making up making that move. But if he does come back, then Wes is never going to trust Josh again, and so then that makes it diff more difficult for Josh in a future season. Um, now, is Wes really retired? Here's my prediction. I think that Wes. We know that Wes is obviously not on season 39, so he has a little bit of a break there. I do think that he'll come back for 40. I think 40 is going to be this, you know, it's this landmark, legendary season that I'm sure will be either like an all-winner season or an all-finalist season, potentially. So there's going to be like, I'm sure, a bunch of big names coming back from the past who haven't been on in a while, and... It's going to be every every big name from the show is going to be on this season, I would predict. And Wes is going to want to be there. 
he's he's not going to be able to to not be there i just think he will come back he'll say oh this is my last hurrah you know it's kind of odd to end on a spinoff too after a run like that (laughs) so i think he'll want to make season 40 like his last season then i think a couple years will go by he maybe will take off like 41 42 then he'll go on the traders and it will be kind of this like for him like oh i remember i miss this now like i remember why (laughs) i loved this so much and then he'll come back like uh you know he'll come out of retirement for like season 43 44 something like that and then he'll do some you know at least like a handful of seasons after that that's just my prediction i i support it i think that's definitely valid production and like i can see that actually happening so we'll see get older you know like you're not gonna need to be there uh, you know constantly 24 7 as much like he'll be able to take you know a little break to film a season like yeah and how many how long does a season take they take a while they take like two three months Um, oh okay that is not just an easy filming like that but he could also just say like oh i'm gonna do like all-stars or usa seasons that are shorter filmings like you know if if he didn't want to do a main season like that with a long filming like he could just kind of transition to mostly doing little spinoffs like that but i i think he'll do 40 for sure and then i think that won't be the last we ever see of him either yeah any last predictions for the rest of this season winner pick um what anything you think for the uh coming episodes here um I think that right now like for the girls like I'm really rooting for Desi because I feel like when she got so close into the final last season of like then her partner just dipped on her like I know I really (laughs) I felt so bad for Desi so like I really hope that Desi can win um and maybe I feel like Tori also has like a really strong chance in winning um as a girl and then for the guys and also I mean I I want Michaela and Cassie like I love also them but like I don't know if they're gonna actually win um and then the guys tie like I feel like I don't want (laughs) bananas to win but like he does look good like in a lot of these challenges or like in general like the fact that he's still there right now too and he's like a big threat like I want him to start to be or I want people to start actually thinking of him to get into the elimination um because I feel like he hasn't really been thought of just because like the vet alliance is so strong and like other people like were scared to go after him um but I think like in the for the guys side like I'm really rooting for Chris to win and yeah those are my like winner hopes I don't know if it's gonna actually happen but I hope that those people win and then in general like I feel like with Cassidy going back into the house now like I think that's gonna be an interesting time of like her not trusting now like all her alliance members of voting for her into the arena so that will be definitely interesting to see how that evolves and like who she's gonna then side with if she's gonna have to kind of trust them again or if she's not going to but that's just overall what about you? Yeah, I think in terms of winners, I think Desi has a strong chance. I think 
think Tori always has a strong chance. Um, she is the most recent challenge winner from season 38. So she's coming right off for victory there um, and could have two in a row. Or I guess it wouldn't really be two in a row because she did not win a world championship, but she did make the final there. Um, I think for the guy's side, look, Bananas has a strong chance if he makes it to the final. He, he has a lot of wins under his belt, um, so I think he, he certainly has a strong chance there. I think Chris, I would say, if he makes it to the final, has a strong chance, but I don't know if he's necessarily going to make it there just because I do see him kind of keep he's going to keep going down into eliminations probably um or at least they'll try they'll put his ball in you know who knows if he'll actually get picked but i just think you know if you keep going down there one of those times you're bound to not necessarily win every time so if he keeps going down into elimination i think at some point they're going to get him out before the final but if he makes it there i think he has a strong chance because he's really strong um God, who else is left on that side? Um, look, Corey could get his first win. Corey's never won the challenge. He's done a ton of seasons, and he's never won. So maybe this will be his win. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I would say those are probably my my picks. And any any other last thoughts before we end here? No, I think we've covered everything that I've thought of about the show so far it's just been a great season so i'm excited for the rest of this season to unfold and seeing what happens and in general like i'm glad that i started watching the challenge especially like after this like watching this season like after the first season last season i watched i was like okay yeah the challenge is good but now i'm like okay wait the challenge is actually really good because like yeah. now that we're seeing more of the strategy more of the like stuff that's happening and the challenges and all this stuff like i don't know it just feels like with the twist that they had for this season like it's definitely better than it was last season so i'm glad for anyone yeah. wanting to get into the challenge this is a great season yeah. because it's you know a decent i think it's like 14 episodes total so it's not like a super long season like we've seen the last few mtv ones have been like you know 19 20 episodes are really really long with a lot of twists this is a pretty straightforward season. Great cast. Uh, you get to know some of the fly, you know, the big MTV vet names are on it. So you, you know, get to know them and for, you know, then you can go and watch other seasons and they're bound to be on it. <laughs> yeah. Some combination. And yeah, I think it's just been a really classic, great season. So I'm excited for the rest of it. Excited for 39 coming up. Um, I'm sure we will cover that when it starts next month. So um, yeah. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening and we will chat with y'all again next week. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye everyone and happy birthday, Molly. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye.